0: God bless you. This is Pastor Paul from the Way Family Church. We welcome you to our podcast, Keeping It Real. Uh, we want to invite you to tune into this uh, podcast uh, any chance you get. Every week we're going to be re- uh, putting up new, new teachings, new questions, new, new answers. We also want to encourage you to uh, watch us live on Facebook and, and interact there. You can put up questions there as well. So we are going to be doing this, answering your questions. So be thinking uh, of good Bible questions. Maybe there's something that you've you've never been able to get answered. Uh, I may not be able to answer it, but we will try our best or point you to someone that can. So just to let you know that, that we have this broadcast and we want you to tune in and let everybody know that we're here keeping it real. God bless you. Hello everyone, this is Pastor Paul with the Way Family Church in Medford and I just wanna say hello to our friends that are watching, um, I would say in Radio Land, but that's old school, uh, just out there on on the internet and uh, we're on live on Facebook. And so to all our friends that are watching, family members uh, in the Household of Faith in San Bernardino, some up in uh, Washington and starting to hear word that, that, that this program is going out. So we're just hoping that you're having a good week. Normally we are on Fridays. This may even be a better time, uh, but we're on now just because of uh, schedule, scheduling, uh, won't be able to be here uh, Friday. But before we go on any further, why don't we begin in a word of prayer? Would you agree with me in prayer? Father, we just pray right now for this uh, program God for uh, this Facebook Live. And we ask, God, that you would use it, speak to our hearts, provoke us, give us a hunger to know you more, to draw closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. So uh, we are, this is our second week, and we are talking about the Holy Spirit. And last week, we talked about why, why the Holy Spirit uh, came, or no, who is the Holy Spirit. And now we're going to talk about uh, why he why he came? Uh, last week we made a statement, and uh, that's pretty much the crux of what we talked about last week. Because we went on to some other things. Uh, that the Holy Spirit is probably the most uh, misunderstood person of of the Godhead, um, because we it seems to be easier, as it were, to encounter Jesus, because you know you pray the Sinner's Prayer, you pray it in Jesus' name. And um, uh, the Holy Spirit is, is, uh, is a little bit more um, uh, unknown. And really, He is the one that's been sent to earth that when we have a relationship with Jesus, it's through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit came on earth 2,000 years ago and set up headquarters in the church. I was thinking this week that, and you may know this, you, know, you go to your job, you watch the news, the world just the world system that this whole world that the Bible talks about it lies in wickedness this whole world is at enmity with God except for one segment of people on earth the whole earth the whole world is hostile towards God except for one group of people and that's you uh, the believer the church we are there and that's why that's why the world hates us the stuff that goes on with wanting to call our preaching the gospel, hate speech and all that, where does that come from? Because Jesus said, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. This world is hostile territory uh, towards God. And since we're on God's side, since you're on God's side, this world uh, is is against you. So I want to read a scripture. and. Um, uh, and remind you that, that the Amplified in John chapter 14 uh, gives and amplifies uh, the, the names or ministry of the, of, of the Holy Spirit. Um, evidently, from in my studies, um, it, um, it says that there's not really a word that adequately Describes the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Actually, if you break it down, uh, comforter. It's it's broken down in two words. I'm not a, a Greek or a Hebrew scholar, so I'm not going to even try to, to 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 take us there. Uh, maybe if we're in a classroom setting, we, we would put on 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 write it out and show you that it's taken from two words. One uh, means uh, one called uh, alongside, uh, and the other word is help. One called alongside. help. So the Holy Spirit is called along our side to be our helper, to be your help helper. And that is His main, main ministry. And so we're going to be talking about today what the Holy Spirit has come to do. Why is He here? Uh, One reason why He's here off the top of my head is because I I like to say when, when Jesus went to the cross he, uh, he defeated Satan, but if you notice, Satan is still Satan. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't respect what Jesus did. And uh, if he did, he wouldn't, come, he wouldn't come against you. And so I like to say that what, what Jesus defeated Satan, but in that process, he got him, Satan, really, really mad. And all the demons, it's, the Bible says he knows he has, has but a short time. And you know what Jesus did? He left. He went up into heaven. He got Satan, man, and he left, he left us here. But he sent the Holy Spirit. So we are not alone, okay? And so the Holy Spirit has is, is been given to you to empower you, to protect you. He's, he's a shield in a number of things. We may not have time to go into them, but he is our shield and our protector as well. Uh, but I want to read a verse, and then I understand that we have some questions uh, to, to um, answer tonight or try to answer uh, this is out of john chapter uh, 14 verses 15 and 16 out of the passion translation from uh, is out of the um, aramaic text text and so it's it got, it's got a little bit different twist spin than than the greek text and so um, I, let me let me go ahead and read that to you again this is uh, john 14 15 and 16. Uh, out of the Passion Translation. Loving me empowers you to obey me. Think about that. Loving me empowers uh, you to obey my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another Savior or another comforter, the Holy Spirit of truth who will be to you a friend just like me and he will never leave you. King James says he will abide with you forever. So that means when we get raptured, the Holy Spirit's in you, he's not going anywhere. He's going up with you. The world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him. But you will know him intimately. So that, that if, we, if we have time, we'll talk about that, that you can know the Holy Spirit intimately because He will make His home in you and will live inside of you. So where does the Holy Spirit live? Well, who's his home? You're His home, and He lives inside of you and me. I promise that I will never leave you helpless or abandon you as orphans. I will come back to you. So that's John chapter 14, uh, verses uh, 15 and 16. Uh, and then the last part at the end of the chapter there, in, in the same translation, this is verse 26. But when the Father sends the Spirit of Holiness or the Holy Spirit, the one like me who sets you free, he will teach you all things and he will inspire you to remember, bring to your remembrance everything that I've told you. Verse 26, I will. this is John 15, 26. I will send you the divine encourager He's called here from the very presence of my father. He will come to you, the spirit of truth, uh, emanating from the father. And he will speak to you or testify to you about me. And then I have some other verses here in John 16, which we may get into. But I think uh, we have some questions. Is that why? We do. Right? Um,
1: Actually, one of them goes right into what you were talking about of being the whole knowing the Holy Spirit personally. And so what the question was is, I know the Holy Spirit helps us personally, but I hear people say that a person is anointed. What does that mean?
0: Well, to, to be anointed, um, I, I, I like to say, I learned this from, uh, from a minister, in terms of, of the anointing, 1 John chapter two tells us says that but but you have the anointing you need not that any man teach you but that that anointing teaches you and it's it's just a um, another word for the activity of the Holy Spirit and so the anointing um, uh, First John chapter two I think I, I don't remember the actually let's how about if we just go over there so that so that I'm not Um, we're going directly to the reference here 1st John chapter 2 and let's see if we can find it Um, let's see here Um, this is verse 20 verse 20 is one of them but I think there's another one in front of it um Uh, let's see here. 1 John chapter 2. Let's look at verse 20. It says, but you have an unction or an anointing. This is 1 John chapter 2, verse 20. From the Holy One, and you know all things. And so, and then verse 27 says, listen to this. But the anointing which you have received of him abides in you. So you have an anointing that abides in you. That is just a reference to the activity of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit isn't the anointing to me. The Holy Spirit is his activity. It's what he does inside of you. Okay? It's like like you, you... So he's
1: not the wind. He's the effects of the wind.
0: He's he's the effects of the wind. And so this says, but verse 27 says, but the anointing which you have received of him abides in you and you need not that any man teach you because the Holy Spirit's in you and he teaches you. That doesn't mean that we don't have teachers that teach us, but we have the Holy Spirit in us that teaches us. And, and, And it says, but as that same anointing teaches you of all things and is truth, and there's no lie, even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. So whatever that anointing, whatever the Holy Spirit teaches you, uh, you you live in that, you walk in the light of that. And then Acts chapter 1 verse 8 talks about the anointing, but it's a little bit different. It Acts 1 8, it says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So first John chapter 2 you have an anointing that's in you that anointing that's in you is for you that anointing that's in me is for me and it says you read it again as verse 20 and 27 it teaches you it instructs you it guides you But then the the anointing or the activity of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, that anointing is not for you. That anointing is for other people. And so it says, but you shall receive power or an anointing. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be a witness for other people. So So
1: that kind of leads into another question. Um, Does the Holy Spirit come on a person or in a person?
0: Okay. No, we just... Did you that's that's a good question we'll ask that one more time
1: does the Holy Spirit come on a person or in a person?
0: Okay now we just read that right now so those are good questions because we have we have to to know uh th- what, the w- what the difference is uh the whole, first of all the Holy Spirit remember we read in John, the Holy Spirit comes and he will abide with you forever. so the Holy Spirit doesn't come in you and then leave you. He is there permanently. Jesus, in his own words, said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But there is an anointing, for instance, and I'm sure that most of you, if not all of you, have experienced this. You witness to a neighbor, you witness to a friend that you haven't seen in a long time, and you start talking to just a divine appointment. You just start talking to them about God, or 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 just, just the right opening, and you just start talking and witnessing, and you start saying things that you didn't plan to say, you're literally listening to yourself speak as you talk to that person. That is the anointing. And then they ask you you know, later on, what was it that you said? You may not remember exactly how you said it because it really was the Holy Spirit speaking through you by His anointing that came on you to minister to that person. And then that will leave. That will lift, lift off. That, that will leave. And then you'd kind of turn back, we turn back into our our regular selves again. So, (laughs) our regular scheduled programming.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, it also leads into another question. Uh, I'm just trying to find out where it was. Um, So does that kind of correlate with the the scripture that says, uh, what greater is he that is in us than he is in the world? Is that he? Is that the Holy Spirit that comes on us? Yeah, gives us that power to overcome temptation and like is when you overcome temptation, is that partly the Holy Spirit?
0: Well it is because you remember, remember um, that's first John 4:4. 4, 4. It, uh, it says, "You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you." and he that is in the world. And so that is talking about the Holy Spirit. Now remember we said last week quoting from Jesus that the main remember the Holy Spirit's here. And so the Bible says we don't need to to call out for God to come up to raise Christ from the dead from the earth. We don't need to call up to heaven, oh God come and help me. It says that the word of God is near you. Your answer to your problem, your help, your deliverance is in your mouth and it's connected to your heart. And guess who lives in your heart? The Holy Spirit. And so it says when when we're tempted, um, uh, we are, are helped and empowered providing that we Uh, spend time with with God. It's very, very important um, that we prepare ourselves for the day in God's presence in prayer. So when we're tempted, uh, the Holy Spirit will rise up in us, 1 John 4, 4, because greater is He that is in you uh, than he that is in the world. And and you'll look at that temptation, you say, no, been there, done that, not going there. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We're moving right on ahead, so.
1: <clears throat> that's awesome um there's also another little point that kind of ties in with our last subject of all about jesus mm-hmm. um i was reading a scripture and it said that the spirit raised jesus from the dead mm-hmm. so was that spirit was that spirit the holy spirit
0: yeah it says if, uh, romans chapter 8 says if that same spirit that raised christ from the dead dwell in you so we know that it's talking about the Holy Spirit because He's the one that dwells in you. He is the one that actually th- the raised up, that Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, which is another name for the Holy Spirit because it's the same Spirit that dwells in you that raised Christ from the dead. So, really, there is not a Bible excuse. To fall into sin, and and I know that we do because we're 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 growing. I'm not making excuses for sin, but what, what I am saying is that there's not a real. If we do sin, is we're we're kind of dumb because we're not taking advantage of the fact that the same Spirit that rescued Jesus can rescue us out of our temptation. So
1: well, and and we were me and my mom were talking about it today, um, just a little while ago. Was talking about how. Christ had to have the Holy Spirit that's that's how he got through all the temptations um, that he went through with with the devil it, he went through um, the synagogues and preached and all his sermons and all his miracles that Jesus laid down his deity mm-hmm. when he came here so he couldn't he couldn't um, perform the miracles because he didn't have his deity. Mm-hmm but God sent the Holy spirit to be with him. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the other questions that we got was, um, when Jesus was casting out demons and doing miracles, who was it that prayed for the sick or cast out devils? Was it Jesus, the Holy spirit or the, the, the apostles like that? Who, who was in that control? Because we know as humans, we can't do anything, right?
0: Well, let, let's look at Matthew chapter 3 and let's see uh, So the question is it's dealing with you know, we know that Jesus was and is God mm-hmm. But that he laid aside his mighty power and glory and that that everything that he did on earth He did it as a man under the power and the his Jesus's best friend was the the person, was the Holy Spirit. And He was the secret to His power. Jesus said in John, I of myself can do nothing, which proves that He wasn't operating as God. But when He was operating as a man, but you remember when when Jesus was baptized, it says, this is Matthew chapter 3, if if you want to follow. Uh, verse 16, when and when Jesus was baptized, he went straight way up out of the water and the heavens were open. And it says he saw the Spirit of God. So you got Jesus. Now you got the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And then the voice came from heaven. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And then the next chapter says. Chapter 4 verse 1 Then was Jesus led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of of the devil. Acts chapter 10 verse 38 says this. Because this, this talks about, you know, the apostles and that's cuz we know we can do it. Listen to this. Acts chapter 10 verse 38 How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. So God anointed him. If Jesus was operating as God, he wouldn't need to be anointed, he'd just do it himself. But the mere fact that that Jesus did it that way, that gives you and me hope. If Jesus can be anointed, you can be anointed. We have to remember, uh, you have to remember, we all have to remember that you're not a, a, a Godson, a stepson, you're a son and daughter of God. And you have that same spirit, you have that same privilege that Jesus had.
1: You have the yeah. same gift. He
0: had that same gift.
1: Because obviously, like Jesus said, he couldn't do it being a man alone. So, like God had to send down the Holy Spirit and that's where we could take advantage of that and pray and say, hey, God, bring your Holy Spirit down like you did with your son and help me. <laughs> help, help.
0: And that's- Help me. Help <laughs> me. You know, somebody said, you know, the, the prayer that always works is a real short prayer. Help. Mm -hmm. Help. But let me finish that verse. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. And then Jesus said in another place, uh, I know that one rendition of it is in Matthew chapter 12. Jesus said that if I cast out spirits, demons by the spirit of God, in the kingdom of God. So Jesus said that I'm doing this in the power of the Holy Spirit. And like we said last week, in John chapter, see if we can find this verse real quick. Uh, John chapter three, verse 34. It says, for whom God has sent, this is talk, the context is talking about Jesus. But I want to submit to you that 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 this applies to anybody. Listen to this. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God. So that can that apply to Jesus. And in context, it, it is about Jesus. But if God has sent you, then you can speak the words of God. For God gives not the Spirit by measure. And then in italics, it, it, in italics, it has unto him. So in other words, Unto him has been added by the translators. So this is what it literally says. And this is so intriguing that that Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit. I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. For this says, verse 34, John chapter chapter 3, verse 34. For God gives not the Spirit by measure. God doesn't say, okay, you can only have this much. You can have whatever measure your wineskin can take. To me, that's intriguing. In in Ephesians chapter five, we are commanded to be not drunk with wine, but to be constantly being filled. And as this wineskin of ours is expanding, growing, you can have a greater measure. You can have your cup your spiritual cup enlarge and you can walk into greater anointing.
1: That's awesome. So, um, another question was, um, I hear people say, Holy Spirit, come into the service, pastors, speaking of pastors, mm-hmm. come into the service, you are welcome here. What are they expecting him to do? Or, or what, what is the purpose of acting? asking the Holy Spirit to come into a service the
0: service okay a couple of things one we have to understand that that some people get take take offense with that because they say but well, the Holy Spirit's already here we don't have to ask him to come he's here yes he's here but he's here but he He's you really what we're saying manifest yourself show yourself and so what can we expect him to do all we can't guess at this, we just look at Jesus' ministry. We look at Jesus' ministry, whatever He did, remember the, Jesus said in John chapter 14, the works that I do, so all you got to do is see the works that He did, He said, shall you do. And that's what we're striving for, that's, that's, that's what I want to walk in, those, those works. Because He said, those same works, you'll do those works, and even greater works, because I'm going to go to the Father so what can we expect them to do we can expect them to to move in a mighty way uh real quickly yesterday we had uh service and we just had uh a particular person that came up after the service and they said i have never been in a service like that and it it, it, um and i told her, don't blame me i didn't do anything i just stood behind the, the the pulpit and just let god do his thing and god Gave her vision and sh- and showed that person. Um, I don't want to reveal the gender, but <laughs> <laughs> revealed to them, you know, this love that they had when they first encountered the Lord. And God, I believe, took all the stuff that had come in and separated them from that first love, and reintroduced Himself to that person. And it was a tremendous thing. So that would be an example. When the Holy Spirit shows up, it doesn't have to be, you know, fireworks. He'll just draw people to Jesus. And John 15 says, the Holy Spirit will testify of me. And so, uh, So praise God for
1: that. So when people hear, or it's been, it says in scripture that he'll come as a small voice. Is that the Holy Spirit?
0: That is the Holy Spirit. A small, still voice. A still, small voice. Yeah. Um, it could also possibly be. Uh, Paul said, "My spirit, my conscience, by the Holy Spirit, bears witness with me." So, um, uh, but basically, overall, it, it could be. Um, it's coming from God. So whether it, whether it's just your own intuition, your own spirit, uh, but that still small voice, and. Um, um, we, you would do well, because a lot of times, you know, if you're a business person, you know, you, I've heard the term uh, from business people about thinking out of the box. Mm-hmm. And, and that's true. Uh, and, and people can come up with great ideas. But I challenge you, if you're a business person, tell the Lord, say, Lord, I want to think out of the box, but I want to I think your thoughts. You created all this. And I've taken my business as far as I could go, or or I've or I've hit a flat spot. Give me an idea, and you may hear inside just just a a voice or a thought that kind of comes to you like real fast. And if you're not careful, yeah, I don't know. And if you're not careful, it'll slip by, and you'll just if you're distracted, you'll just go on and you and you'll miss it, and and it'll come back. Uh, later on at another time. So pay attention when you get reoccurring thoughts that that tell you certain, because a lot of times it could be God. It
1: actually just brought up a thought of, I downloaded the Bible app on your phone, by the way, so I can research stuff. Um, There's a... a, um, A scripture that I just looked up that is in... Proverbs. Mm-hmm. And where did it go? Go back to the King James Version. Pro- Proverbs 812. Mm-hmm. And what it says is a wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. Yep,
0: there it is right there. So
1: it's 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 saying that Um that when you pray and when you think and you're tied in with the Holy Spirit and God, that he'll bring witty inventions. He'll mm-hmm. bring stuff that, that you might not have thought of. Yeah. Like I have that testimony myself It's like, I'm a graphic designer on the side. Like I never in my whole life thought I was being a graphic designer, but at the same time, God has put me in positions to lead me up into the point where now I'm serving in the church as a graphic designer, I did the website, doing this this type of filming stuff. Yeah. I never never thought in my life that I would do that, but he he's given me these visions to do certain things.
0: Cuz you never went to school or never, anything. No, yeah. I
1: never went to school for it. I never even like 6 years ago is when like I started dabbling in it. And then it he just kept giving me certain ideas and mm-hmm. hey why don't you do this or why don't you try that or why don't you do this and I I I did I, I kept exploring and then one day he was like now it's time to make your business Yeah, and it's led me to here and it's, it's crazy because I've never thought that I would first of all be in a church position first of all because I was running for a long time second of all I didn't think I would be in a media and graphic part of the church. And mm-hmm. it's it's just been amazing. Yeah,
0: that that's that's awesome.
1: Um and I also heard a businessman like one of his thing and come to find out he's a Christian. I didn't know he was a Christian at first. I was listening to his podcast and the first thing he says is when you get up in the morning, pray and have the Holy Spirit help you with your day. Mm-hmm. Because you never know what you're gonna do. And like when you're in business, like you were saying, mm-hmm. pray. Pray before you go into a meeting. Pray yep. before you go into the office. Pray because you don't know what God has for you.
0: Yeah. You know who, who that reminds me of? Some of you may have heard of him. Um, George Washington Carver mm-hmm. was the one that that, that uh, studied the peanut. And as it turns out, um, uh, he, he, he first asked the Lord. He said, Lord, I want you to show me... Uh, about the universe. And God said, no, I, I, that's too big for you. Ask me for something else. <laughs> and so he said, okay, you know, what about the peanut? And so he came up with all kind. Uh, he changed, uh, I think he even spoke, if I got this my um, history right, that he spoke I don't know, to, to Congress or to the government. They gave him, they wanted to hear his secrets and he got them all from God mm-hmm. got them all from God opened up and I don't know how many different uses for the peanut but anyways that that verse right there folks is um, Proverbs chapter 8 verse 12 that uh, Ryan just gave us I wisdom dwell with prudence and find out or discover the knowledge of witty inventions praise God for that so hallelujah
1: um, so so Last question that we have is um, where was the Holy Spirit active in the Old Testament?
0: Yes, the um, very easy you could you could see that, um, uh, for instance, in the um, well. We said last week, remember Genesis 1-2? He shows up right there. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Wherever, see, remember the Holy Spirit is God. So wherever you see God, um, you see the Holy Spirit in action. But but in the Old Testament, for instance, um, uh, when, a, if, if you read, uh, like remember when Jacob blessed all of his sons? Mm-hmm. He declared their future. He, de- he, he, he blessed them and He declared their future. It was the Holy Spirit that spoke out through Him. The same thing happened again in, uh, in Deuteronomy when when uh, um, Moses was speaking about the tribe, you know, Joseph, Ephraim, and Manasseh, and Asher, and Dan. He, this was all by the Holy Spirit. But in the making of the tabernacle, it says, I have put my spirit upon I don't remember his name, Bezalel, or or whatever his name was. And he said, "I have given and and I have stirred up the hearts of the people to to help build this tabernacle and to give them and I have given them this special wisdom." So the Holy Spirit uh, was very much involved. Oh, you you can see him. Remember the wheels that the chariots going through the Red Sea and they fell off. I think it was the Holy Spirit that's right there. Because remember the cloud. the uh, fire by day, cloud; uh, uh, fire by night, cloud by day, and uh, the spirit of the, the Lord was leading them. Uh, and then it says that, that the cloud went from the front of them, went to the back, and stood between Israel and the Egyptians. And then uh, the tires start falling off of the wheels, start falling off the chariots. I think that that was that was that was the Holy Spirit moving there, but. Um, there is a really really neat verse or a chapter in in the book of Exodus that I have to show you since 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 you don't brought that up. Listen <laughs> to this. Can of worms. Listen to this one. This this is in Exodus chapter 40 verse 33 to the end of the chapter. Now, learn this um, or try to pay attention to it uh, as, as I'm endeavored. Whenever God's redundant, as it were, you know, repeats himself, God's trying to get make a point across. You know, and get, for instance, Genesis 1, and God said it and it was so, and God said, and God said, and God said. Why does it have to say it all those times? You know, why is God repeating himself? The same thing here, notice this. After the tabernacle was was built, now remember that the tabernacle is 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 a type because we're a tabernacle just like the Spirit of God lived in that Tabernacle that Moses built the Spirit of God lives in us the God built us we are his temple and it says so this is verse 30 chapter 40 Moses finished the work then a cloud we're talking about the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament then a cloud covered the tent. This is Exodus 40, verse 34. And the glory of the Lord, notice this word, filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation because the cloud abode thereon and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Remember Acts chapter two, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And then it says, and and when the cloud was taken up. Now, if there, if there's something that, that will take you to another level, if it's in your business, if it's in your ministry, if it's in your parenting, uh, maybe you're in school, maybe you're in college. If you ha- born, are born again, though you have the Holy Spirit and you have an advantage. And that advantage is Romans 8, 14. Because it tells us, for as many as are led by the Holy Spirit, they are the sons of God. Like Ryan made reference to the fact that, that when we wake up, we should pray because God wants to lead you that day. He wants to lead you. This says, and when the cloud was... See, did you ever wonder why when, when you know, the children of Israel moved in the wilderness, they did, they, limp, they went here, then they'd stay for a while, then they went over here and they... Was that the, the 40 years that
1: they were in the wilderness? That's the
0: 40 years that they were in the wilderness. Did you ever wonder what was the strategy behind their moving? It was that cloud. It was the cloud that was leading them. And so it says here in verse 36, And when the cloud was taken up over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went onward on their journey. So in other words, if God moved, they moved. See, that 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 help somebody. And then it says in verse 37, But if the cloud didn't move, then they didn't move. So there, see, they cooperated with And type and shadow with the holy spirit and it says for the cloud of the lord was upon the tabernacle by day the fire on it by night in the sight of all israel throughout the journey so if the cloud moved they moved if it moved over here they went there
1: well and and god also that kind of reminds me of like they were murmuring and complaining about being hungry right Mm -hmm. that's where they brought the 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 manna down Mm -hmm. probably because he was like, "Okay, well, I know where the man is, so let me go take you over here. Let me bring it here. Let me Obviously, he he had like you said strategies. Mm-hmm. Maybe he saw an enemy that was coming through that part of the 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 wilderness. Yeah. And they're like, "Okay, we need to move you over here so they don't see you." Yep. And cuz you don't have to tell you anything. You just you just need to do what I tell you to. Exactly. <laughs> Because yeah. you have no idea what the big picture is, because sometimes you can't handle the big picture.
0: You can't handle the big picture and and you bring out you bring out a good point and we're getting ready to to wrap this up in yeah. in just in just a bit. But there was a very good point that uh was brought out right now and I want to um uh show you. Do you remember when Saul of Tarsus was doing his thing murdering people and putting people in prison and then he he got hit by the power of god and and jesus spoke to him he said saul saul why do you persecute me this is acts chapter 9 verse 4 why are you persecuting me and and then and then saul says who are you lord so he calls him lord so he's got a hunch of who it is who are you um lord and the lord said i am jesus Whom you have been persecuting It is hard for you to kick against the pricks That's verse 5 Now notice how God leads See God doesn't tell you I want you to go over here Because when you go over there I'm going to do this I'm going to do this big thing You're going to meet these people He just tells you to go there And then then if you follow that Then he'll tell you the next step See God's not going to give you the whole picture So anyways This is verse 6 And he trembling and astonished said, now, he said, Lord, what will you have me to do? That's an awesome question to ask God. He didn't say, Lord, what do you want me to learn? He didn't say, and learning is good. He didn't say, he, because when it's all said and done, it doesn't matter where you go to church. It doesn't matter what Bible study you go to. It doesn't matter who your pastor is. If you and I aren't going to do what he tells us, then that's gonna have very minimal blessing because the bottom line is, Lord, what do you want me to do? And here's the thing, how are you gonna know what he wants you to do? Well, the Holy Spirit is gonna tell you. And so he said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And the Lord said, arise, go into the city. So he was here, God said, go over here and notice, and it shall be told you what you must do. So in other words, God wasn't gonna tell him there. He had to show some obedience, follow some instructions, and go from here to go over here. And God said, if you go over here, then I'll tell you the next step. And that's the way God leads. He leads us a step at a time. So it's to our profit, to our blessing that, that that we follow God one step at a
1: time. And what's great about that is, no miracle. If you think about it, no miracle ever happened without an action before it. Mm-hmm. Like the woman, the woman with the issue of blood. She had to go through the the um, crowd. The, the crowd and the guys that he healed with the the blindness they had to go to the the pool seven times yeah he didn't say hey just go to the pool once we'll call it good he wanted to show that obedience he wanted to see that obedience even christ when he got baptized he had to go and go down and then come back up he didn't have to be baptized yeah like but it was he did what the father said Mm -hmm. and when he came back up the father opened the heavens and said that is my son Mm -hmm. what he did is is good yeah and because it's all action and it kind of reminds me what i was talking about earlier with my mom is that and this is for somebody out there too god didn't ask hey you need to stop what you're doing and repent for whatever you're doing he's you know you need to follow me you need to go where i tell you to go So those broken people and those people that are hurting and you can do stuff for Christ even when you're in the spot that you're at. Yeah. Most people are like, I I have to get clean. I have to do this. I have to do that. And then I'll go work for for Christ. And he doesn't require that. He requires you to go do what I tell you to do. Yeah. Obviously, I know that you're struggling. Obviously, I know that this is going on in your life. I want you to go do this mm-hmm. because again that big picture you don't see yeah. what that whole that whole process is
0: yeah remember John we read it out of the passion translation loving me empowers you to obey me and so you know when we don't have a problem and as a matter of fact obedience is demonstrated love is demonstrated by obedience and so uh, we just want to say to you today that the Holy Spirit is inside of you, and He is called alongside to help you. And so I want to say that God has some uh, divine appointments for you. God has uh, some business opportunities for you. He knows how to get you to the next level. He knows what to do with your rebellious children. He knows, Uh, where to lead you. Uh, I think that, I I just want to caution you, sometimes we ask God and we already have our mind made up what we're going to do. You can't do that. When you ask God, particularly when it when it has to do with His will and you don't know what His will is, you have to place it in His hands. And so if you're if you if you're contemplating a move, if you're contemplating a business adventure, you know, give it to God. God will 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 lead you. Here's a good a good way of knowing whether or not it's God's will or one of the ways. Not the only criteria, but it says whatever you do, do all for the glory of God is what you're wanting to do? is it going to glorify God? where did where did that idea come from and and what are you going to do with the blessing when God blesses you? So we just want to say that uh, uh, God loves you. Uh, I hope that that um, that God releases in you a hunger to know him more okay so let's let's pray. Father we thank you uh, for the Holy Spirit and for his ministry. We thank you, Lord, that, that he makes Jesus real to us. He unveils Christ. Paul said that I might know him. Holy Spirit, we want to know Jesus. Would you give us a fresh baptism Of love. Some of you have been a little bit distance, a little bit distant from God. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, in Jesus name, I want to return to where I once was. I have lost some of the fire. I was on fire and now I've been distracted. Take me back to where we first met. I return in repentance to the cross. I lay my life before you. Holy Spirit, come, reveal Jesus to me. Give me a love, a passionate love for Jesus, and lead me into the blessings that you have for me. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. So, once again, this is Pastor Paul with the Way Family Church, and we are on, we have a podcast. We have a
1: podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes. You can also uh, watch this episode anytime on our our Facebook page. Also, like, comment, and share, and let this message touch somebody else's life. Pass it around.
0: Pass it around. So, your best days are 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 ahead god has i'm excited about what god is doing in the body of christ in this hour so we'll see you next time god bless you